Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. And along with nearly every gendarme in the south of France comes the world's finest racing machinery. World-famous drivers, Mario Andretti, winner of the most recent international endurance race at Sebring. Dan Gurney, America's most versatile race driver, winner at Riverside, four straight years. A.J. Foyt, three-time winner at Indy, but here at Le Mans, he's only a rookie. A.J. Foyt and Dan Gurney raced against each other at Indy just 12 days earlier. Now they are teammates driving one of the new Mark IV Fords. Ronnie Bucknam, driving the number 57 Ford Mark II, leads the pack off the starting grid. Bucknam leads the pack down Mulsanne Street. From above, you can see the Fords accelerating up to 220 miles per hour down the 3.6 mile straightaway. So remarkably fast, they soon move out of range of the camera helicopter. With only six hours to go, the 24 hours of Le Mans becomes less a race of speed and more a contest of durability and endurance. Only 16 of the original 55 cars are still in the race. Dan Gurney drives the number one Ford for his last ship before turning it over to A.J. Foyt, waiting in the pits, who is scheduled to finish the race. Less than four hours to go, Gurney is leading by more than 32 miles. Now, A.J. Foyt is driving his last shift. There's the checkered flag. It's an all-American win. The veteran Dan Gurney from California... The hard-charging A.J. Foyt from Texas and the durable Mark IV Ford from Dearborn, Michigan. Together, 
They've covered 3,267 miles at an average speed of 135 miles an hour. Both new records. Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hi, I'm Bob Bondurant. I won the World Manufacturers Championship in the Ford Cobras in 1965. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Video and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. How you doing, Cedric? I'm doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well. Hey, pretty well. That's right. Pretty well. Pretty good, well. good, well. Good, well. Well. Anyway. Hey, run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Did I say I was your show host, Robert? Uh, well, you did now. I did now? Okay. If you did it double, then that's good. That's good. you got to reinforce it. Repetition. We, well, yeah, you know, because I need to edit that for the other shows that I always say, hey, I'm your show host, and then I forget my name. Well, you know, the most important thing that you can edit out is the ums. The ums. Oh, yes. The ums. <laughs> the infamous ums. But anyway, what did I say? Yeah, run your computers to Google, tantalk1340.com. Check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports. Be sure and like us on Facebook. Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Give us a big like. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can find them on our website, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can see all of our past four years of shows. What do you think about that, Cedric? Four years. What are you people? On dope? (laughs) Take this job and shove it. (laughs) We're going to have a fun day tonight. We actually got a couple guests, potential guests coming on today. Um, There's a number of events coming on this weekend, okay? Most notably, the 24-hour Le Mans. If you can make it to France, if you can make it to Reims. Actually, it's Le Mans. It's not Reims anymore. Reims is where they won the 1965 championship where Ford annihilated the competition and the... uh, Daytona Coupe, which was driven by Bob Bondurant, just slotted everybody in. How, how did you become a Ford guy? Have you told this story before? How did I become a Ford guy? You know, that's kind of interesting because um, my mom's car when I was growing up was a Mercury, which is obviously a Ford product. Our neighbor had a Ford. Um, our other neighbor had a Ford. Um, <laughs> there's the ums we always make fun about. No, you got to edit that out. I got to edit that out. Yeah, okay. we'll do that. Okay, cool beans. But anyway, so a lot of the neighbors had Fords, although the one neighbor on the other side actually owned... A Pontiac slash Cadillac dealership. It was Dexter Pontiac and Cadillac in San Rafael, California. So strangely enough, but my parents always had Fords. My dad's first car was a 53 Ford here in the United States. I think his very first car was a Volkswagen. Duh. Oh, a Volkswagen. A Volkswagen, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but at any rate, so that's how I got, I think, uh, my allegiance to Ford. And, you know, it's funny because Ford was kind of like, I don't want to say the underdog, but every time Ford came up with a better idea, as they say, you know, and racing... It was interesting how, you know, in the in the 30s, you know, the flatheads dominated. Uh, Ford had their Y-Block 312s that were bad little motors. But Chevrolet came out with their small block. And then, of course, you know, Chevrolet at the time was kind of like the underdog. They didn't really have anything cool. Although in the 50s, you know, they had Cadillacs were big motors. Uh, the Hemis were big motors. The uh, Rocket 88s, you know, the... Uh, Early uh, Oldsmobiles out of the late fifties, early or late forties, early fifties. You know those cars were real powerful back in the day. But Ford, uh, when racing really took off, you know Ford was pretty much the leader at the time. But then all these other guys came in, and they were throwing money in advertising and promotional and stuff like that. So, and pretty much what happens is the way it works in racing. And we may have a guest on later today that will probably kind of concur with what I say. But the more money you throw at advertising, obviously the more. 
PR you're going to get. And obviously, they want you to win. So if General Motors or Chrysler throws more money at the racers, you know, they obviously create rules so that the underdog at the time, which was in many cases Ford, then Ford would come up with something really cool. They would win. And they'd say, no, you can't do that because that's, uh, we made a rule against it. Now you're cheating. So basically, they, Ford was always handicapped. So I kind of took a allegiance to Ford because it was kind of the underdog. But yet, in, on one hand, it was kind of like the leader in the industry. But anyway, Let's see. What do we got? Okay, so we have the 24-hour Le Mans going on. Actually, Ford won uh, the championship. Or actually, Shelby did in 1965. And it wasn't really won at Le Mans. It was actually won at Reims. And then Le Mans, Ford won 1966. They won in 1967 with uh, Gurney and Foyt. They won again in 68. And then they won again with the same car in 1969. And then Porsche kind of kicked everybody's butt in 70 and pretty much dominated racing throughout the 70s, 80s, 90s. 2000s, on and off. And and they ran into some issues, too, you know, so they were dominating for so long that, you know, they got protested here and there, and then they backed off a little bit, and then they went in different classes. I mean, they were dominating prototype, they were dominating GT classes, and so on, and so on, and so on. But anyway, but another event that's taking place this weekend, which is one of my favorites, and I've never been there, but we're going to have a guest on to talk about it a little bit here, is the Mid-America Mid-American, or Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals, which takes place every year in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it has grown into a super national event. So one of these days, I'm going to have to make it there. And I know a lot of my friends were last weekend up in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania for the Ford Nationals. And now this is the Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals, which is a huge Ford, Shelby, Mercury uh, event and uh a lot of cars. I mean, five, six, seven, eight hundred cars might show up there. I mean, they've got racing going on. They got drag racing, road racing. They got a swap meet. They've got entertainment. I mean, it's a huge event. You know, they've got a lot of people from Ford Motor Companies there. Obviously, Shelby Americans there. I want to know why. <laughs> now we haven't heard that one in a while. That's a good one. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, is Montana there too? We got to find Montana. And uh, hey, stay tuned, guys. We're going to have a whole bunch of sound effects. In fact, you know what we might do tonight is, uh, since we have one of our favorite listeners tuning in... Who is our favorite listener? uh, Radio Rob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there you go. You know what we got to do? In honor of Rob, because he listens all the time, and he begs, he begs for Nickelback. Let's find Oh, that's right. You know what? Well, let's play... I believe this Thursday is Rob's birthday. Is it really? Yeah. Well, then we need to do a little quick happy birthday thing. But uh, what's a really good Nickelback song? I mean, I know some of the early ones, but I know he likes Rockstar. But there's another one that's pretty cool out, something that's... Um, let me see. I should don't we know. Play, should we play Animal for him? Is yeah, that, if you it, think he'd like that. Animal? Yeah, he's an animal. <sighs> but anyway, so let's uh, let's uh, drop the needle in the groove. Let's see if we can get something spinning around and around. Let's play a little Nickelback for Radio <laughs> for Rob. Radio Rob. <laughs> and it's his birthday this weekend. Not really a birthday song, but it's kind of... Uh, <laughs> it's Nickelback. Hey, Rob, this is for you, buddy. Actually, you know what we need to do? We need to queue up the... Uh, the radio, give, radio show giveaway. We might have oh, to, yeah. Are we doing radio giveaways? Yeah, we'll do one after the song. All right. Hey, Rob, Nickelback. Animal. You animal, you.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Curtis Turner is one of America's best racing drivers. He has won more than 350 races, a record among competitive stock car drivers. As a professional race driver, Curtis Turner appreciates everything that total performance engineering really means. In any race, whatever helps my stock car win helps the family car run better and safer too. I'll drive 500 miles in one race that speeds up to 160 miles an hour. That's like years of normal driving on the family car's suspension and engine. Or take brakes. Braking at 150 miles an hour used to burn up our inner tubes and blow the tires. Not anymore. The engineers licked the heat problem for us. Same with the cooling system. A few years ago, we'd be boiling over in 10 minutes at top speeds. Today, we can run all day wide open, even on the hottest summer days. Same with the frame, axles, wheels, differential, you name it. Racing places uncommon stresses on these components. The engineers figured out why and designed new total performance components and the public got the benefit. Curtis Turner has a point. Competitive events are important because the public always wins. What the engineers learn at the track eventually shows up on the highway in safer better, more dependable family cars. Seat belts, padded dash, rear view mirrors, four-wheel brakes, and many other safety features all had their beginning on the racetrack. The engineer in quest of total performance developed new high tensile metals and forging techniques that strengthened the blocks on engines designed for competition, as well as those destined for the showroom. The same story is told over again in a new, more precise steering geometry. The development of hydraulic shock absorbers, pneumatic tires, independent suspensions, and sturdier underbody and frame. The extremely rugged, straddle-mounted pinion gear also grew from these total performance requirements. and many new engine features that give you better, 
more efficient and more economical performance today are a result of the constant search for improvement. Cross-bolted main bearing caps for longer life under turnpike driving speeds. Stronger, tightly grained pistons and connecting rods. More precisely made and balanced for smoother, high-speed performance. Wedge-shaped combustion chambers for most efficient use of fuel. Better carburation for easier starting, smoother going, better passing. Hi, this is Janet Guthrie. Back in 1977, I qualified for the Indianapolis 500 and also for the Daytona 500. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thank you, Miss Janet Guthrie. One of the first women, notably, that uh, competed in those two races. She did a very good job. It's a shame she didn't continue her career, but uh, she had a lot of potential. Anyway, hey, we got that uh, little giveaway thing tuned up. Da-da-da-da-da. Turning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And it's time for a radio show giveaway. The next caller, if you want to win something, what we're giving away today is a decal to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and... Courtesy of uh, Dennis Gage, My Classic Car. So give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And you, too, could be sporting a Nostalgic Radio and Cars decal on your car and a My Classic Car decal on your hey, car. Hey, I want you to send me one of those, Rob. You want one? Yeah. Oh. I'm want... a big fan. I'm a big fan of My Classic Cars and Dennis Gage. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you actually watch TV. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing I have a TV. Yeah. Is it like one of those big giant tube things or you got a flat <laughs> screen? And I'll bet yours has lots of tubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Bobby and I, uh, let me just talk about this too. I want to say uh, welcome to a potentially new sponsor. But the guys up at Renegers, over the weekend, Bobby and I drove up to uh, Mount Dora. And there was a swap meet going on over there, which I think you, Cedric, would probably enjoy. Okay. And I've, I didn't know they do this, and I just happened to be thumbing through some little magazine, some little rag, you know, paper that they, uh, you know, sell at some of the car parts places. And um, every second Saturday of the month, they have a car show and a swap meet up at Renegers. But more importantly, what they have is they have a musician's swap meet. And I've never actually seen one in the state of Florida. And not only do they have a musician's swap meet, but they actually have a bands, a number of bands playing. So it was pretty cool. And, of course, Renegers is open. They're most notably known for their antique uh, uh, swap meets, or I would say, um, yeah, an antique, I guess you would call it a swap meet. There's another word that I'm thinking of, but it's kind of like a big flea market type thing. But uh, their big thing is like, I think, November, December, and I think in January when all the snowbirds are down, they have these huge, I mean, we got mountains and mountains of uh, antiques that are there and collectibles and stuff. But uh, during the regular weekends, they're open and they just have like uh, an antique mall, let's say down in the uh, down in the lower area, and then they have a, another mall or like a flea market up at the top of the hill and they sell you name it they've got it in fact there's a there was a picture there that i'm going to put up on my facebook page that i thought was kind of interesting because i found this old antique i'm going to say pre-turn of the century so i'm saying 1800s um dental chair and it was mechanical and it was very austere and frightening looking very painful. It, this one was kind of rusted up a little bit, so it didn't really work, but it was kind of cool. I'm going to, like I said, throw that up on the, my little Facebook page at uh, Gulfstream Motorsports, which I throw up all my 
little barn finds and little quirky little things that I stumble across. I'll be kicking your funny blown bahookie. But uh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, but at the uh, musical swap meet or musician swap meet, I mean there was tons of guitars, there was uh, amplifiers, there was uh, when I say musical instruments, I mean there was you know you name it, it was there. There was banjos, there was saxophones, there was trumpets, uh, there was keyboards. Uh, bass guitars, rhythm guitars, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, just all kinds of cool stuff that was there. Um, switches and pedals and this and that, all the stuff that you're familiar with, Cedric. It was, yeah, that too. And uh, so it's uh, definitely something you want to put on your. I got to do something on the weekend list. So it's a Friday and Saturday thing. But the but go check it out, Renegers up in Mount Dora. It's a nice little area too. And when you're done at Renegers, you can just run over to Mount Dora. There's a lot of little restaurants down there. In Are fact, you crazy. Yes! You can just kind of walk along. They got the uh, Lakeside Hotel down there. It's a nice place to eat. And there's a number of other little restaurants along there, along the main drag. It's kind of like a historic district in Mount Dora. It's kind of cool. They got an antique train that runs back and forth. Actually, another thing event that takes place up there in, in Mount Dora, and it may be Traveras, but I'm not sure, but uh, it's like a little train r- ride away. It's probably within three, four, or five miles. They have the antique boat show up there, and they'll have all these beautiful wooden I call them lake boats, you know, because they didn't really run those boats in uh, in saltwater back in the day. But uh, these gorgeous, like old Chris Crafts and Rivas and just stuff that I can't even think of the names. But uh, some beautiful wooden boats. Then they also have boat races up there, too. I and mean, they've got some hydroplanes that are up there and some very vintage stuff, some 30s, 40s, 50s stuff. It's just interesting to, if you like antiques, just to see... See if you understand the mechanical end of it, you know, just see the old engines that they ran. I mean, a lot of those guys are even raced flatheads. It's just all kinds of stuff. Flathead six out there, Tammy motors. But uh, some of the more high powered stuff is uh, shows up there every once in a while. It's it's a pretty good venue. So be sure and check that out. From time to time, we'll have it posted on our events page at Gulfstream Motorsports. So you can always uh, kind of, if you're when in doubt, go to our events page at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, or excuse me, Gulfstream Motorsports, and you can find out some of the stuff that's going on. Now we're going to have a guest on here in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the uh, Mid America. Shelby Ford Nationals. And uh, is our guest on the line or we got to call him yet? No, we'll get him in just a second here. Okay, I'm super. busy. I'm busy back here. I'm, I'm watching NASCAR and drinking beer. You're <laughs> watching NASCAR and drinking beer. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Bubba. Bubba J. Well, we haven't used that one in a while. <laughs> it's so. one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, oh, do we have uh, Ahmed? Do we have him too? Ahmed. We need oh, to I get... forgot about it. I left him. I left him down at the at the Quickie Mart down the on the corner. Mart, yeah. yeah, okay. We can find Ahmed. We'll throw him in there on the on, on our list of, uh, what well, should we say it? Our list of uh, uh, contributors to the radio show. <laughs> yeah, you have a whole cast. We have a whole cast. Yeah, I have yeah. a whole cast of characters. Cast that and sound effects and all kinds of fun stuff. So we're just going to have a little fun with us today. We're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about some of the upcoming events. Let's see. Oh, yeah. You know what? The the other thing that I, we talk about here on the show from time to time is um, some of the stuff that I stumble across. Matter of fact, is Bill, you're sitting there. Bill just stumbled across the Triumph TR6. Bill, you want to come in here for a second or go over to a mic and we'll talk about this TR6 that he just found. Now, here's the deal. I'm a huge proponent of uh, old cars, and I like survivor-quality cars. Bobby, you might want to come in here and, and get him mic'd up real quick. Um, get Billy. Um, Bill's sitting over there. Bill Cochran does a radio show here. Bill, what's your name of your radio show? Uh, it's talk- the Bill. It's the Bill Cochran show. The Bill, Co- and then you do the Bill Cochran Minute, or what's that called? Only in America Minute. So it's Only actually it's back. It's basically Bill Cochran's rant. I think there's some headsets over there. Just we need to find something here. You know, we're, this is a spontaneous. 
combustible. Does that sound right? Buntini's combustible radio show. And there we go. That's the one I was looking for. We got some screeching and some cars crashing. You know what we need to. We, you know what we need to do again, Cedric. What we need to do that little thing that we did, that little fake uh, storyline thing we did a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where the car crashes and I won't say anymore. Yeah, I and, won't say uh, anymore. And uh, that was kind of cool uh, how we did this that. A paying customer. Yeah, but what we did is we did a like a War of the Worlds thing, didn't we? Yeah, and uh, we we just we created this fictitious crash yeah. and this car chase using sound no effects. Beat and, and no beat button here. <laughs> anyway, Bill, I want to know why. Welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Can you hear? Yeah, Fine. yeah, can hear. So you. tell us about this drive. I mean, you're kind of like drive me. You're a car guy. You six. It's uh, seventy three. Ten thousand dollars used. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars used. That's I love. I want to know why. <laughs> no, it's, it's a used car. One owner car, but it's. Uh, it's a little rough. Needs some work. So. so it's a project car. Yeah, it's a project car. But it does. It was all, bought new in Tarpon Springs by a guy that um, had it in his family, and he took it all through college. In fact, he actually drove it out west in his um, when he first got married. They drove it out to Arizona. It's got a little tow hitch on it. He pulled one of those little pop up trailers. You're kidding? Yeah, yeah, that was the highlight of his life. He's an attorney up in Tarpon that owned it. Ooh. So. Well, probably right. rough on the transmission, right? Yeah. Well, you know, attorney, <laughs> but now you know, got to make sure when we have to have him sign a waiver, a disclaimer, well, a hold harmless, and all friend. that kind of I've stuff. I've known him for years, and he's been, you know, he we bartered for the car, so it wasn't really that bad, bad of a deal. Okay, but you said does it run, or is it just it's just? Well, it did, but I've never heard it running. But it did run. Does it turn over? I've never tried it. He says it does. All right. So anyway, hey, if you want a '73 Triumph TR6. Uh, you know what? You can give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. Mm-hmm. And we'll hook you up with Bill or me uh, if I don't get it first. But Bill's got this little triumph. Now, I'm a big fan of Survivor cars because this is kind of like, what's the paint look like on this car? It's it's good. It's, it's good. decent. It's original paint. And it's... Um, it's an unusual uh, it's, color, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a burgundy, it looks like. Burgundy? Burgundy, yeah, and with a black roof. And okay. Tan interior. And it's got overdrive? It's a four-speed overdrive yeah, car? it's got the overdrive. What's the interior look like? Is it decent? Uh, a little rough. A little rough? A little rough. Needs some work. Top is ripped a little, too. You know, what was your first car, Bill? My first car actually was a truck. I, actually, my first car was a 1963 F85. On Oldsmobile? And it was a little had a little engine. It wouldn't go out of thir- second gear. So I drove that thing everywhere. But the trans, you know, it was I, I was only 15 when I had that. But what my, state were you in? New York State. New York. Well, we lived in the country, so we. Then I got a 70, uh, a 67 Chevy pickup. That was my first um, pickup. Okay. You got him on the phone. I think we got our guest on the line, don't we? We do. We do. Okay. Hey, uh, it's time to introduce our first guest for the evening. Uh, this gentleman is a friend of mine. He puts on one of the finest. Ford events in the country. It's called the Mid-American Shelby Ford Nationals, and it takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it takes place this very week, starting tomorrow. So I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon, Jim Wicks. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I am great, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. Super. Well, why don't you share with our listeners and everybody, tell us about the Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals, how it came to fruition, and how long it's been going on, and what uh, what kind of fun stuff we can do there. This is uh, this is our 40th anniversary for the show, and uh, 40 years ago, I had a picnic. I had 16 cars and 30 people, and last year, we had people in attendance from 34 states and seven countries, so it's sort of been beyond my wildest dreams of, of where this would go and, 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 and what opportunities that that it would bring, uh, 
it, it, it's a it's a great event. We are a user oriented event. Things like so many car shows that you go to just are very much uh, uh, geared around putting putting your car in a parking lot, getting your lawn chair out, and and sharing things with uh, other people about your car, which is all well and good. But we are a user oriented event, and it's uh, we're five full days as hard as you can run with. Uh, we do a road course driver school. We do three days of open track, uh, a, a full drag race program, car show, swap meet, evening program. And one of the neatest things about the event is the Thursday night cruise in. Uh, we we blast uh, on about a 10-mile cruise from the host hotel to, the, to a down, really neat downtown uh, rejuvenated bar and restaurant, uh, fun entertainment district that uh, we bring in probably about 700 cars for that event on Thursday night. So makes a lot of fun and everything we do in it's we're, we're a user oriented event. Let's, let's give people an opportunity to use their cars. Well, now did this event start out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that where it started out? And it was just a couple of guys that got together yourself. And like you said, you just did a picnic, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, basically started from the idea of, uh, uh, I had, uh, I, I bought a a '66 GT350 in 1970, and I still own the car today. Uh, in finding going to going out and about uh, with the car, and if you needed parts, if you went to a Ford dealer, you'd be surprised. A lot of dealers just said, "Well, we don't make those anymore. Uh, we we don't we can't help you." So it would became a, a little bit of a self-serving effort in that. Uh, you know, I want to meet people that have these cars, and we can get our own parts network going uh, with with the idea of of, of sharing our, our our knowledge and what might be available, and who's willing to help us in in that. So, you know, the network of all of this uh, started. There was no internet. There was, uh, you know, everything that was done was pretty much word of mouth, hand to hand, and and often a. a, a Letter writing campaign, or seeing something advertised uh, for sale in a in a magazine or or newspaper. When you first started out, did so it was just like a, a car show thing, and then you had the swap meet, or did the swap meet come later? Is that how that worked? Well, just uh, swap meet kind of came along a little bit later because uh, uh, you know the most important thing there was to begin to build a network of people. Mm-hmm. So in reaching out and trying to figure out what people wanted to do. We found that a lot of people that had these cars also were excited about uh, the performance factor of the cars, so they used them. And uh, we we started uh, our motorsports events uh, by having an autocross. And a couple of years later, uh, one of the guys that ran with us was a pretty successful area drag racer and suggested we put on a drag race program the idea, initial idea was that we might drag race one year and do a, 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 an autocross the next. And then we had a uh, road course develop right in our area that, that gave us an opportunity to go there. And, you know, as you say, the rest is, the rest is history. Uh, uh, we're, you know, now full-blown uh, five-day event, and it's as fast as you can run. How many people would you say attend your event? We probably have about 30,000 people go through, uh, so it's a great opportunity for uh, sponsors and vendors to uh, to create awareness for their product and brand. And how many cars would you say show up? 
Uh, we're expecting to have around a thousand cars, and that's that's a, uh, a, a lot, lot of, of cars. that's also yeah, a lot of that's also uh, helped by uh, with our sponsorship from Ford Motor Company, and that Ford Motor Company brings uh, a lot of assets to the event and then shares them with the people that are here, as well as uh, Shelby American and Barrett Jackson are also uh, a couple of our major sponsors. Really. Well, now that you mentioned Barrett Jackson, you know there's a good possibility that you there may be a auction in this venue in your future. What do you think of that? Well, you know that would really be a neat idea. I, I just uh, I don't know how we'd fit it in as much as we've got going and uh, as many opportunities as as we put uh, on the table for people to enjoy their cars. Uh huh. So, people, is it is it kind of like a closed in area where you got to pay admission, or is it kind of like a open come and go as you please type deal, or how's it laid out? Well, uh, a lot of the event is an open come and go, but uh, when we're at one of the racetracks, of course, that's uh, something that requires admission and takes off from there. Okay. How close are the racetracks in proximity to where the, let's say, like the host hotels are? Uh, from the host hotel to the road course uh, ends up being about a 40, it's it's about a 40-minute drive. Okay. Uh, the drag strip uh, proximity is very close. It's uh, probably uh, 15 15 minutes on the road from the hotel to the to the drag strip. Okay. And uh, so, like, and you're talking about evening uh, events. What type of stuff goes on in the evenings? Well, we uh, uh, Thursday night, we have the downtown cruise. Uh, and then Friday, we have our evening program, of which we'll, we'll have uh, a number of speakers from the world of Ford. Uh, we'll have Steve Ling, who's the... Uh, 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 who's the marketing manager for the Ford car brand uh, uh, here in North America, as well as uh, like Gary Patterson from Shelby American. Uh, look forward to having, uh, I think, Gary Bennett from uh, Barrett Jackson is coming this year. And a number of number of people that uh, have been affiliated with uh, some of the historical aspects of the cars and, and the development, both and what the old vintage cars have have done, and and of course the new world of Ford with the uh, resurgence of the Shelby brand and the Ford GT, and and you know many great variations of Mustang. Now, since it's the fiftieth uh, anniversary of the Mustang, are they going to have a big uh, display there too? Is Ford uh, doing yes, something? Yes, we'll we'll have a fiftieth anniversary celebration, and with that, a uh, 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 2015, uh, probably a couple of 2015 Mustangs here, so it'd be a first time in the Midwest that people would get an opportunity to see them. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, you know, as you know, not in production just yet, so a lot of things going on to uh, uh, get that launch out and get, get people to, uh, I think they can just now go into the dealerships and order the cars. What's the weather like in Oklahoma this time of year? Well, uh, today I think our high was uh, was 84, and uh, we've we've had a kind of a little bit off and on with uh, misting rain. But it looks like it's supposed to clear out, and uh, we'll probably be in the 90 degree range and uh, have great weather and an opportunity for people to come in, in, enjoy what uh, we've got to offer. So it's a rain or shine event, correct? Yes, it is absolutely. Well, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. You kind of restore Shelby's, buy and sell Shelby's a little bit, right? Yeah, I've been very blessed to uh, get to do a lot of the things that I enjoy uh, with the cars. Uh, uh, I've been involved with uh, uh, 
uh, restoration, uh, uh, procurement, and, and uh, ownership of uh, quite a few really neat vehicles. And uh, something else that we'll have here at the event this year, we will have the very first GT350 uh production streetcar and the very first GT350 production uh, R-model race car. So okay. to have those cars uh, together in one place is a, is a very significant uh, event in itself. Interesting, interesting. Now let me just digress for a second. There's a TV show on, I think it's uh, Outlaw Racers or Street Outlaws or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. this guy by the name of, uh, goes by Farm Truck and his little sidekick Asian. And they talk about how serious and how bad to the bone Oklahoma boys are when it comes to street racing, fast cars, and drag racing and all that good stuff. So how much truth is there to that? You're an Oklahoma kid. Well, I grew up in that world and uh, in, in enjoyed lots of opportunities. Uh, with that, uh, uh, it, it, it helps that we're a little bit uh, we're a little bit more rural than than, than most than most larger cities around. So you can kind of get out on the outskirts and have a place that uh, you know. Not to say that uh, anything like that is entirely safe or or uh, legal in in any way, but uh, when you when you get out in a less populated area, let's just say the opportunity uh, can manifest itself rather easily. <laughs> How about the rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas boys? Is there uh, a lot of truth to that too? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely been a uh, been been one of the scopes that uh, uh, those those guys have had. Uh, uh, it kind of all goes back to uh, what represents Oklahoma football, in that uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Texas, uh, well, pretty much in, in, in all college sports, are, are uh, that's a major national rivalry. I gotcha. Okay. Well, and you guys got a lot of oil there. Texas has a lot of oil, too. So, right. Yeah. Yes. We're, we, we, have, uh, we have a lot of energy resource. <laughs> okay. Um, is there a website that people could go to if they want to find out more about the uh, Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals? Yes. You can pretty much just uh, punch in... Uh, 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 Mid America Shelby or uh, MidAmericaFord.com, and it, it will come up. Uh, and you know, we are the Mid America Ford. We are the Mid America Ford and Shelby Nationals, and we'd sure like to invite everybody to come out and enjoy what we do, and 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 share the next five days of of uh, Ford's families and fun. Super, super. Now, who are some of the other notable speakers? Um, you know, celebrities or uh, personalities that uh, that uh, you know the average guy could expect to see walking around there. Well, gosh, you kind of hit me at a at a at a at a, at a, at a moment where I'm just trying to think through everything that we do. But uh, I mean, well, uh, chances are you could see a Bob Bondurant walking around there, or you yes, might be Bob able to Bondurant see Bob Bondurant, and uh, we've had uh, uh, Carol Shelby used to attend this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the past, quite uh, regularly, and uh, Steve Celine, uh, somebody like Gary, that, might show up. And and Gary Patterson, who's okay. uh, got Steve Celine's been here in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gary Patterson, uh, Vice President of Shelby American, uh, uh, will be here, and and so you can kind of find out what's going on in the world of Shelby today with those guys. And they've got a neat display, and Ford's got a really really neat display out here, and. Uh, and we have many, many other sponsors with uh, people like Detroit Speed and Gateway Mustang and Classic Design Concepts and uh, just 
we can pretty much be a who's who of uh, what goes on in the Mustang world. Share us with us a little bit your thoughts on the new Mustang and the new Shelby. What do you think? Where do you think the future is going to go with these cars? What's your well, thoughts? You know, the, uh, the, the, the new generation Shelbys and Mustangs have really caught on fire. They've, had their, they've, they've, they've gathered a lot of new people as well as some of the old blood that were always fans of those cars and the brand. And I think uh, the sky's the limit. I think we will continue to see lots of enthusiasm for that. And after all, uh, you know, Mustang is the true icon. Uh, both uh, Camaro and Challenger uh, took time out when things didn't go their way, and uh, Mustang hang in there, hung in there, and uh, uh, has a continuous 50-year history. Well, that's super. We're all excited about that. Did you get a chance to go to any of the other uh, 50th anniversary events that were taking place? For the Mustang? Yeah, it was uh, really fun to go to Charlotte uh, for the 50th uh, celebration there. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of cars, a lot of people, and uh, and that. So I think there's going to be a lot that goes on with uh, many, many other uh, regional events uh, holding their own 50th anniversary celebrations. and should be fun for everybody throughout the country for the year. What do you think makes your event um, so unique and sets it apart from other events? Well, I think we try to be very, very people-oriented uh, in that uh, our, our, our slogan of Forge Families and Fun and that uh, our event is uh, we, we've got a couple of really, really neat hotels that are only a quarter mile apart of which we can house uh, uh, a, a good number of the participants. So everybody gets to hang out together and, and there's lots of major shopping and uh uh, someone would never think Oklahoma for having an aquarium, but uh, we do have a really, really nice uh, uh, high-level, high-level production there in the aquarium world, and uh, uh, lots of art museums and art start and different things. So, art and 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 leisure things to do. So, it's a great city to be around and enjoy. So, it's very cosmopolitan, then, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Also, Oklahoma has uh, has a lot to do and. Uh, uh, are kind of really a rolling hills area of Oklahoma. We're not uh, anywhere near what's uh, often portrayed as, uh, as, 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 as having the, the dust bowl attitude of uh, uh, what uh, western Oklahoma uh, was known for in the 30s. Okay, well, super. Well, Jim, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes of hanging out with us. Now, again, if they want to find out more information on the uh, Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals, they can go to your website, right? Yeah, it would be great. They can find out anything they need to know, and we'd love to have uh, anyone thinking about a neat place to go over the week just come see us. Very good. Well, Jim, take care. With a little luck, I might see you in the next day or so. I'm really looking forward to seeing you, Robert. Come on out. (laughs) All right. Take care. That's my buddy Jim Wicks from the Mid-America Shelby Ford Nationals. It's just one of those events that you just got to do. It's in the middle of the United States, Oklahoma, pretty much. Anyway, hey, I think we got something queued up on the... uh, the old vintage 8-track. Matter of fact, you know what? While I was up there at Renegers over the weekend, uh, something I was looking for for a long time, and I guess you guys remember this if you're my era. I'm Bill, I'm sure you remember these. Remember well... Is this, tr- the, is this isn't the pinball machine, is it? No, this is not the pinball thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I know oh, where you're going. Gonna... <laughs> Go ahead. Throw that in there. Oh, yeah. Don't but, don't wait. Uh... 40 years. But uh, actually, it's almost, as, it's almost as good, though. But Welltron... Did we get a song? Did we get a song? Do we have a turntable? Hey, everybody. This is Andy Powell, guitarist. Wish 
Okay, so but but, but, so, but, but but it's not a reel to reel though, right? It's nostalgic radio and cars every Tuesday night from seven until eight. <laughs> We're doing vinyl tonight. And one of my favorite pinball machines was Aces and Kings. It was a uh, Williams machine. Forty years later, I found that machine. Don't wait forty years to find out about nostalgic radio and cars. There. You go. <laughs> well, anyway, there was a company. There was a movie that came out in 1969. It was called 2001: Space Odyssey, right? And of course, in the late 60s and the early 70s, it was kind of like the space era. But do you remember Weltron came out with this little globe-looking eight-track player? Yeah, yeah, I, and, yeah. Okay, well, I below fa- the dash or something? No, no, no. This oh. is just something you put on your desk. Oh, on your desk. Right, 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 right. So yeah. this is round, and it's called Weltron, and they're they're somewhat collectible. I mean, they range anywhere from fifty dollars to four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. I've seen them all over the board, and they came in assorted colors. You can get a yellow one, an orange one, and a white one. White was very common. Orange was very rare. Yellow was also rare. And back in the day, I mean, if you went to Kmart, uh, if you went to Bellas Hess, or if you went to Woolworths, you found those. Well, today they're very collectible. Well, it just so happens as we were perspiring immensely walking to the uh, flea market up there, a guy had one. So I saw it. It caught my eye. I went back, looked at it. It was slightly fading because plastic over time will tend to uh, change colors. You know, white turns kind of like to a, a dingy, yellowish, gray kind of color. But anyway, so it played music fine. It was all intact, had the battery pack, had the handle was intact, the antenna wasn't broken off. It was really, really cool. And uh, so I haggled with the guy a little bit, and then I said, well, let's just see if the 8-track works. So he plugged an 8-track in there, and the 8-track didn't work. It was stuck on, like, track 2 or something like that. So I made the guy an offer, and I gave him my card, and I said, if you ever decide to you know, let it go very reasonable, I would be interested in adding that to my collection. Of course, my son just looks at me and goes, really, Dad? You need more stuff? And um, But anyway, I think we got uh, some... Vintage '60s music. Vintage '60s music, unless Vintage. Rob counts. And Rob counts. Yeah, Rob put counts, Rob. Yes. Let's let's, all, right, let's all sing him happy birthday. Hey Rob, I hear your birthday's coming up. Rob, Rob. you there? Rob yeah. didn't hang up, did he? Rob, 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 are you there? Rob, uh oh, we we, 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 we lost Rob. We embarrassed him. Oh well. So if he if he does call back in, we'll put him on the spot. But anyway, so uh, we already played I, Nickelback. For, I don't for, have vintage sixties. I, I, I have some vintage seventies music. All right, how about some vintage seventies music? It's, Let's play some hog fat. I mean, fag, yeah, fog hat. Fog <laughs> fat. Listen to me. I'm just like beep, 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 beep. Moon River. <laughs> Moon River. Moon <laughs> River. <laughs> hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio on Cars. We're gonna play some. Uh, uh, hog fat. I mean, fat fog fog hat. And this is. Jeez, uh, I can't remember. I don't want. What's that? I can't even remember the names. You know, I picked these songs, and from the time that I picked these songs, twenty minutes goes by, and my memory just goes dead. What's the name of the song? I'm n- I'm not going to say the title to you, Robert. Really? No. Nope. Oh, bad. I can't really. I think you just said it. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say the title. Anyway, I don't want it to be taken the hey, wrong way. Hey, just for giggles, let's see if we can get the... Uh, go ahead and uh, use that little Alexander Graham Bell thing and see if we can uh, get a hold of the next guy. Yeah, you got it, man. Since we have all these races going on here in the last couple of weeks, we need to get somebody on that can uh, shed a little bit more uh, insight onto the racing world than we can. Hey, don't leave. Stick around. You're tuned into Celtic Radio on Cars. Slave. I don't want you to work all day. I don't want you to be Santa Claus. 
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and cars sent you this is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Time trials at Indianapolis this week will determine starting positions for most of the 33 Memorial Day racers. But right now, the only sure starter is a pearl-white Ford Torino convertible, official pace car for the 500-mile classic. Carefully prepared at Ford's Dearborn, Michigan headquarters, the car received special paint and trim. Then came testing. Dynamometer tuning was the first step. The power plant is Ford's new 428 Cobra jet engine. In this wind tunnel test, the vehicle's aerodynamic characteristics are outlined by colored smoke. A pace car at Indy must perform well at 100 miles an hour for the critical pace lap. Checks of suspension, power, and high-speed handling were conducted at the company's test track. William Clay Ford will lead the pack to the green flag on race day. Speedway unveiling ceremonies introduced the car to officials and newsmen. Defending Indy champion A.J. Foyt was right at home behind the wheel. Two-time Indy winner Roger Ward took his turn in the original as 43 duplicate cars were delivered to officials and race committee members for use during Indianapolis 500 festival activities. An inspection lap by Chief Steward Harlan Fengler opened the track for practice as the countdown began for America's greatest spectacle of speed. Riverside, Sebring, Bristol, Daytona, Darlington, Torino. The going thing that started out with the look of a winner went to the track to prove it. 
and then went on to become America's hottest selling intermediate. Now ready to pour it on again with new muscle and excitement to keep it America's best-selling newcomer, to make every drive an adventure. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan, 1985, Indianapolis 500 winner, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, we're back, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So we just had our buddy on from uh, Oklahoma, Jim Wicks, does a great venue out there. He's a he's a pretty serious Shelby guy. He's got some pretty cool stuff. And what he does is he travels around the country and looks at cars for people and does uh, PPIs and buys, sells, brokers, does all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, him and a bunch of his guys out there in Oklahoma put this great show on. Anyway, let's see. Let's talk about uh, Project Cars. We just talked a few minutes ago to Bill. Bill, you had you were telling us about your Triumph, right, Bill? Yeah, that TR6. Um but I, we, we lived up near Connecticut where Carol Shelby had a house up there years ago, and he used to work on those Shelbys over in Connecticut. Really? Actually, he had a, a very wealthy um, friend that worked on him, you know, that had a Ford dealer. No kidding. Early on in the 60s, you know, the mid-60s, 65, 67, or whenever that era was. But I can remember Shelby um, flying into, my dad had a small airport, you know, and he'd fly his plane in and go over there to Connecticut. But quite a car. So Shelby flew his airplane in it because he was a pilot. Yeah, and he 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 would come in and then, but his friend, this Ford dealer, had um, was Getty. It was called Getty Ford, and they uh. were from the Getty family, and they had a lot of the Shelbys right in their showroom, you know, in Millbrook, New York, which was upstate New York. So they're probably out there at that show too. Some of them, you know, if there's probably the probably the ants, you know, the heirs, so, you know, because a lot of them are all probably gone now. You know, a lot of the old timers, but. Interesting that you yeah. mentioned that because Ray Getty worked for Ford, mm-hmm. and then when he left Ford, he could have very easily, or a relative could have got uh, a Ford dealership over there yeah. where you're at. So maybe that was the, maybe that's a tie-in. His name was Carter Getty, and they they had uh, a Ford, like I said, they had the couple of them right in the showroom. You know, they weren't for sale, but they had them there for just to draw people. It was a very small dealership, very small. But well, uh, now if you were from upstate New York, did you ever go to Watkins Glen? I never races? went there, but I used to go to Lime Rock in Connecticut. That's where um, Paul Newman raced, and a lot of people raced in oh, Lime yeah. Rock. Yeah, I never made it to Watkins Glen, but you know, my father would go over there sometimes. But um, you know, New York, I, we were Poughkeepsie, which was about eighty miles north of the city. You know, Watkins Glen was kind of towards the middle of the state. You know, right over there by Finger Lakes, there right, Lake by Seneca. the Finger Lakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice area, real nice, real nice. But Paul Newman, my my brother in law, had a. A Mazda dealership, and he had a race car. So he would he would sometimes race with Paul Newman in the same race. He never no won kidding. because Paul Newman was you know much better. But he would race. He's got he had pictures of him and Paul Newman together. Really in in Lime Rock, Lime Rock, Connecticut, which is a, a race. You know, it's a small. You know, they have a lot of um, what are they called? The you know he had a Mazda, but I don't, I don't know what they even call those kind of cars. You know, racing well, cars. They had different ones, but they had yeah. uh, little spec racers, and then they had the Mazda RX sevens and stuff yeah. like that. I think Paul he, he had an RX seven. Uh, Dave did. My, he was a Mazda dealer, so he mm-hmm. had a, 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 a. But he didn't have a lot of money behind him, so he didn't ever win any of the races. But pretty interesting. But at least he had a good time. Oh yeah, he had a lot of fun. Okay. Well, let's jump over to, uh, if you guys want to Google Gulfstream Motorsports, my Facebook page. And don't forget to like us there. I got some pics up there. What do I got up there recently? Oh, I know what I was, I wanted to say. I was over at, um, when we were uh, slumming, like I always do, 
I uh, ran across this guy that had a. Uh, it's funny because you, you, as you're blowing down the road, you see these old cars. Bill, I'm sure you saw a lot of old cars up there. There's probably a oh, lot of yeah. cars and barns up there yeah, still. Yeah. Would you say? Oh, sure, sure. But probably, you know, more in Florida because Florida always had nice rust-free cars. You know, I can remember in the 70s going, you know, working. My brother and I were up in Dunedin, and we'd go over to Powers Olds. Do you remember Powers Olds no. Mobile? It what was, was that? It was the, well, then he sold at Hoagland. I don't know if you know. It was downtown Dunedin, right across oh, from okay. Nice Hospital, and they had all kinds of cars you could buy so cheap, you know, back back in the in the seventies, you know, and uh, it's it's amazing how who'd ever imagine what they'd be worth today, you know, these old cars, you know, we never thought we never thought of it as a collectors. I mean, we just drove them, just we drove, just them. liked to drive them before emissions and all that other nonsense, you know. But anyway, um, as we're blitzing through this little town up there in northern florida there was a uh, barn that i saw and uh there was an old i just saw the front clip of it so i had to immediately and i'll just say it was somewhere out in the middle of nowhere so it's like between oh let's say claremont here i'll give you a uh, give you a proximity between claremont and i-75 how about that Okay. Anyway, someone with those little side roads. So obviously, you know, Bobby always goes, "Oh God, where are we going now?" See, this is why Bobby he, he can drive now, but I won't let him drive too much. I'll let him drive in these little side streets because then I can say stop and I can jump out real quick. But when I'm driving on the other roads, I'm going a little bit faster. But anyway, so we saw this little old uh, lean to, and there was a front clip of a car there. So we obviously whipped around real quick, and I stopped. And uh, the, the thing that concerns me, Dow days, really, you know, Cedric is see we have this stand your ground law yeah. here in florida so in the old days i used to not hesitate to walk up to somebody's barn if it was like you know 150 200 feet off the property now i don't get that close anymore i go maybe 20 feet under the property and if the car's another 75 80 feet that's as far as i go because i don't want to take a chance out there in the middle of nowhere you know but anyway so <laughs> you know why <laughs> yeah i know why no, i'm gonna tell you why here's tell why because you're all like you're all like this i'm your show host robert and they're all like <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and now we have da 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 da. You know, but anyway, is that Reveille? Is that what they call that song? Yeah. No, taps. I thought Reveille is the one that wakes you up in the morning. Oh, that's yeah, what taps. It taps. That's Reveille is Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's taps, right? But anyway, so the only thing I could tell you was a '58. Look like a Plymouth DeSoto Chrysler type kind of car. Four headlights, big grill, you know, neat looking piece. But it was just, I just didn't want to take a chance of walking up that close. And I couldn't really tell. It looked like it was a two door. Could have even been a convertible because there was all kinds of stuff laying on top of it. So, uh, but the stuff is still out there. There's no question about that. And uh, and like you said, you know, Bill, you found this Triumph. Of course, you knew who had it, and um, and that's really still the best way to find cars. You buy them, find them, keep them original. Don't mess with them. Just get them running. I go through this over and over and over. In fact, you know what's kind of interesting? Here's another thing you need to do too, Bill. Interesting story. Lady calls me up about an hour ago, and she goes, "Hi, is, uh, is this Robert?" And I go, "Yeah." And uh, she says, uh, "Well, my name's so and so." And I said, "Okay." And uh, she says, "Do you have a '56 Ford over there?" And I go, "'56 Ford? No." And uh, I said, should I? She goes, uh, well, you're so-and-so, such-and-such-and-such-and-such. And, such and, such and, such. and I said, well, no, um, that was my business I had like uh, two years ago. She says, well, I found a note, and the note has uh, your name on it and another guy's name on it. And it says, call Robert about a 56 Ford. He's doing work on it. And I'm going, really? So here's what happened is this lady's husband passed away. The 56 Ford was put into a shop someplace. They forgot which shop the car went to because... He knew, she didn't, 
And now here it is two years later, and she can't find the car. She's got an investigator involved. She's got the sheriff's department involved, the police department involved, and she's trying to find her white and black 56 Ford. So if anybody knows about a white and black 56 Ford two-door hardtop, somewhere in somebody's body shop, she's trying to find the car. But the point being is here is if you have a car, make sure somebody else in your family knows where your car is. And uh, I see Cedric's giving me the finger, which means means we're just just about out of time. And uh, so having said that, uh, be be sure and tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday or at 7 p.m. Tell your friends to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars for some charades, some music, some comedy. Some just some silliness, and most of the time, most of the time, some pretty serious car talk. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So uh, don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can also go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, and you can check out our podcast, which is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. I'm trying to build that little Facebook thingy up. You know, there's some cool pics on her. So it's Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, don't forget, there's a bunch of car shows. Go check out our website, our events page on our website, and you'll find out where some of the stuff is going on. Don't forget, the 24-Hour Le Mans is on TV. Uh, Thursday night is uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. And a big shout-out to the guys that put the car show up, the car show on, on US 19 in Palm Harbor at the Boston Market. That's actually Boston Market and Checkers. So go check those guys out. It's every Friday night. Starts at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. It's really nice. Sitting in the parking lot, on the trees, right out there on US 19. It's a lot of fun. Big shout-out to those guys. And in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Oh, and thank you so much for having Bill Cochran on the show. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bill, oh, thanks, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being in. on here. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. What um, night is that car show? It's what? every uh, Friday night. Friday, okay. It used to 19. be at Wendy's, right? Now it's over across the street. Maybe they used to have one at Wendy's. Maybe they did. I Back don't know. in the old days. Back in the old days? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm buying uh, Bill's uh, Triumph, and uh, <laughs> so I'm going to drag it All up right. there. If it doesn't run, I'm going to put it on my rollback and drag right. it up there. It might run. <laughs> it might run. <laughs> okay. Hey, take okay. care, everybody. school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.